You know what? You got to end it when when Herak says put down the gun and just end it there. <laughs> It'd be a nice, nice way to end that. It's time for a smashing cast from the present. Produced by Michael, the Exo Paradigm Gamer. Consulted by Haydox, the Haydox. Supervised by Ryan, the Rye Rule. And directed by Dan, the King K. It's the Unversed cast. All right, <laughs> greetings and welcome back, folks, to another exciting playthrough here on the Inverse Cast. Uh, this uh -huh. is we 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 finished our year in review of 2018, and then I uploaded our Smig One discussion that we recorded months and months ago uh, that I actually had edited before the GOT or GOTY discussion. Uh, so now we're all caught up. So now we can continue from where we left off. G-O-T-Y. Well, yeah. Good old G-O-T-Y. Um, we were thinking about discussing things that we were looking forward to this year, but then we realized, well, Kingdom Hearts is coming out in, like, the end of the month here. Like, 12 days, right? At the end yeah. of this month. So it's two it, weeks. So we might as well just wait till that comes out and then do our big mega podcast on that and wrap up that retrospective once and for all. Uh, but it sounds like Hadox has been looking into the into the leaks, and doesn't like what he's seeing. Well, out of respect for King K and Ryan, <laughs> no, I've been looking at the leaks too. It's no, okay. don't talk about them. I've yeah, I've done real good to avoid those. Sora dies. <laughs> Watch you be right though. Watch you be absolutely correct that Sora dies. And then all Fucking the people no. are gonna come Sword back. Sword dies, he becomes Kingdom Hearts himself, and... What uh, if that actually think, happens? Well, I don't think the leaks even go that far right now. Yeah, cause the ending is locked I don't right know, from now. what I've heard, is it's just like the Toy Story world, I think, or something. Like, some No, shit. it's everything. It's is everything. It everything? It's yeah. everything, yeah. I'm kinda surprised I haven't been spoiled at all. Keep it that way. I'd, I'd, I'd highly I'd recommend like it. To. Shouldn't you uh, be on like Twitter to, lockdown I mean, right now? I feel, feel like you've said that before, Kinkei, that... I was gonna do it when it came out in Japan on the 24th. Oh. Because then hmm. then it would just be full-scale leakage, like, because everybody would have their hands on it. So it comes out in Japan how long before the US? Like five days. I hate it when they do that. Yeah. Especially with Persona, it's like, we'll wait like two extra years to release this in the West. It's like, fuck you. Wow. When did that happen? It was, I don't know, I think it was actually one year. Well, it took a very long time after Persona 5 came out in Japan for it to come out in the US. Like a year. I mean, I don't think that happened. That happened with Yakuza 6, so I don't think that happened with Persona. Maybe I'm pretty did. sure it happened with Persona where it's like, it was between 2016 and 17. Like, I'm pretty sure it came out 2016 in Japan, then it came out in early 2017 for the rest of the world. Well, according to my favorite YouTuber, Wikipedia, um, <laughs> in Japan, Persona 5 came out September 15th, 2016, and well, worldwide, April 4th, 2017. So, yes. boom. so that's, I remember when yeah. it was supposed to come out on Valentine's Day, and yeah. it didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's enough with that discussion. Uh, it's time... It's more interesting than Super Mario Galaxy 2, I gotta be honest. <laughs> no, wow. I'm, I'm just gonna say this now. If that's if if you're lining out your cards at the table, if that's how it's gonna be, then I'm gonna be unapologetically militant in this one. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Alright, but oh, before... Yeah, bring it. Before we get there, we got Michael's too sleepy to be militant. <laughs> yeah, bring it. I don't care. Well, the problem is, is that because I'm sleepy, it'll just make me meaner. <laughs> I can yeah, take before it. this before this podcast started, he uh, he took a picture of me and then he said, "What a dumb bitch this dude is." Hey, Nox, you broke the rule. We weren't no. supposed to curse. And then he said, isn't this the type of dude that would definitely go to hell? And I said, Michael, why did you say that? <laughs> and then he made fun of me because of my Twitter antics. That did happen. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> Michael, care to explain my Twitter antics in the way you described it? Okay, so it's like one day Haydox will post about how uh, I'm not sure if I want to be on YouTube anymore. <laughs> I, I some days I feel like just deleting my channel and never looking back. And then like two days, then two days later he, he'll post something like 2019 is gonna be my year. It's gonna be the year of Haydox. I'm gonna upload every day. Just you wait and see. I'm gonna make my dream come true. And then two days later, some days I just wanna just wanna delete my channel and never look back. <laughs> Just a cycle. I'm like in a simulation already. Like Kingdom Hearts. See, like that. Full uh, circle. Oh, uh, my goodness. I, for, I forgot oh how goodness. badly written this fan fiction is. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> it's good. Uh, oh, yeah, we're doing this now. Okay. Let me. Ryan is not very enthusiastic about this one. <laughs> well, I hear that it doesn't get good and by good I mean entertainingly terrible until a little bit farther in so if we stick with it you might find some schadenfreude here so is this uh, the new Sonic High School I will find out if if because uh, well, if guess, it is I want to retire from the first <laughs> cast permanently you know there there's a certain uh, there's a certain person who would love to take your spot I think I know exactly who it who? is. That who? screaming cow. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, is this, this is my immortal. Is we, we read a couple Wait. of chapters. What? I'm confused. I'm we, very confused. I was I was referring to Alec. Oh. oh. <laughs> I thought you called Alec a screaming cow. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> okay, so that's not who I was thinking about, but don't worry about it. Can you, uh, can you have Alec record a little message for us? Just one little five-second message? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he would be up for it. <laughs> Just refuting what Ooh, Ryan said. approached by the great exo-paradigm gamer to, who reigns in my crops. So, okay, My Immortal, we read two chapters of this during GLTY, and people are like, you gotta keep sticking with this one, because it Why gets much worse. Why do you worse. say it out loud like that? <laughs> what do you mean? G-O-T-Y. I've never heard anybody say that. Never? It's just funny. No. I, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Michael you know, has all these quirks when he talks about stuff. the same amount of syllables as Game of the Year. 
Jeez. Yeah, that's probably why nobody says game of the year. Yeah, it's just funny. In our <laughs> last four episodes at the beginning, we read chapters one and two of My Immortal, and which a gothic girl who really likes Good Charlotte in My Chemical Romance. Uh, reimagines herself in fiction as a vampiric Hogwarts student who has a crush on Draco Malfoy. And when we let, last left off, Draco Malfoy just asked her out to go see Good mm -hmm. Charlotte in Hogsmeade. And I don't know what Good sh sh oh, I'm sorry, Good Shraylet, according to the first paragraph there. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back with more of my immortal. So, uh, roll the intro, Sonata. Okay, so A.N. Stop flaming destroy preps, okay? Otherwise, thanks to the gothic people for the good reviews. Fangs again, mm -hmm. Raven. Oh yeah, BTW, I don't own this or the lyrics for good Shreylet. Ah. Uh, can, uh, Michael, can I read, um... Can yes. I read the 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 talking parts and you can do the voices and maybe King K and Ryan can trade off with the voices too? I can't follow the fanfiction. I don't really know who's who or what's going on. <laughs> All right. Well, without further I mean, ado, I can try it. Let's we'll, we'll we'll do a little improv session <laughs> on, the, on night. the night of the concert. Oh, we should do it in unison. Let's do it no. in unison, Michael. <laughs> Ready? One, two, right. three. Two. On the night on the of, night the, of the, the concert, concert, I put on I my put black lace-up with high heels. Underneath them were ripped red fishnets. Then I put on a black leather dress with all this corset dress in the back of the front I put on matching fishnets on my arms. I straightened my hair and made my hair spiky. I felt a little depressed in the press lens my wrist. I read a depressing book while I waited for it to stop bleeding and I listened to some GC. GC. I painted my nails black and black and tons of black eyeliner. Then I put on some black lipstick. I didn't put on foundation because I was pale and I was pale. I drank some humans while I was ready to go to the concert. I went outside. That was a disaster. That was beautiful. That was like a prayer session. That's uh, what they do at church. Sonata, Sonata, <laughs> include only one of those audio channels. No, no, no it's got to be all of them. <laughs> I was went, the point if you okay. don't do that? I went outside. <laughs> yeah. Draco was waiting there in front of his flying car. He's wearing a simple ah. plan t-shirt. They would play at the show too. <laughs> Baggy black skater pants, black nail polish, and a little eyeliner. A.N. I lot... A lot folk cool boys were were it okay? <laughs> Does this woman even know how to spell? I don't get it. Apparently, apparently later on in the fan fiction, A N takes over writing the whole thing, and then it just becomes completely <laughs> incomprehensible. Nice. Hi Draco. I'm sorry. Hi Draco. <laughs> I said in a depressed voice. <laughs> Hi Ebony. He said, but imagine the actor who played Draco in the movies reading this. What does he sound like? Harry Potter. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, no, no, no. I just, I, I just mean the actual actor reading this and being like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
he said back. We uh, walked I feel like into there his, are a few more things wrong here. I, we walked like... into his flying black Mercedes Benz. The license plate said <laughs> six six six, and flew to the place with the concert. On the way, we listened excitedly to Good Charlotte and Marilyn Manson. We both smoked cigarettes uh -huh. and drugs. When we got drugs, there, we yeah, both. We both hopped out of the car. We went to the mosh pit at the front of the stage and jump up and down as we listened to Good Charlotte. You come Man, that ain't no fucking mosh pit. <laughs> mosh pits, you fucking go, you charge in, you beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I don't think this ass. author has actually been to one. Yeah, well, uh, fucking get him, I would be willing to pansy. bet. Have you fucking been to a it. mosh pit, Ryan? I can neither confirm nor deny this. Okay. <laughs> can do. So you have. I can neither confirm nor deny the statement. I, I like Michael, how they they feel the need to say that they don't own the lyrics to the song. Michael, how about we harmonize for this no, piece? No, I don't. I've never heard the original song, so I don't know how it's sung. We'll sing it like a like a hymn in church, like "You'll come in cold, covered in blood." They're all so happy when you arrived. The doctor mm -hmm. cuts your cord, hands you to your mom. <laughs> she sets you free into this life. Sonata, include only Hadox's channel. <laughs> include only Hadox's audio so channel. so fucking hot. <laughs> was so fucking hot. I said to Draco, pointing him as he sung, filling the club with his amazing voice. Suddenly, Draco looked sad. What's wrong? I asked him as we moshed to the music. Then I caught on. It's okay, I don't like it better than you, I said. Really? Asked Draco sensitively, and he put his arm around me, all protective. Really? I said. Besides, I didn't even know Joe and he's going out with Hillary fucking Duff. I fucking hate that little bitch, I said disgustedly, <laughs> thinking of her ugly blonde face. <laughs> Imagine Hillary Duff reading this sentence. The, oh, night, the night went on really well, and I had a great time. So did Draco. We, after the concert, we drank some beer and asked Benji and Joel for their autographs and photos with them. We got GC concert tees. Draco and I crawled back into the Mercedes Benz, but Draco didn't go back to Hogwarts. Instead, he drove the car into the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> Chapter 4. I feel like we should just do the whatever's on the page and then move on. Okay. That way okay. we get onto it. Ian, I said stop flaming, okay? Ebony's name is Enaby, not Mary Sue, okay? Draco is so in love with her that is acting different. They knew each other before, okay? What? Oh my lord. <laughs> like, this is completely... This, this has, has got to be ironic. Uh, it has to be. Nobody <laughs> writes like this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Draco! I shouted. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Draco didn't answer, but he stopped the flying car and he walked out of it. I walked out of it too, curiously. What the fucking hell? I asked angrily. Ebony. Ebony? He asked. What? I snapped. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I, oh, I read ahead a little bit. Okay, Draco leaned in extra close and I looked into his gothic red eyes. He was wearing color contacts, which revealed so much depressing sorrow and evilness. And then suddenly I didn't feel mad anymore. And then suddenly, just as I, Draco kissed me passionately. Draco climbed on top of me and we started to make out keenly against a tree. He took I off just read the last one. He took off my top and I took off his clothes. I even took off my bra. Then he put his thingy mm -hmm. into my you know what and we did it for the first time. <laughs> I screamed. I was beginning to get an orgasm. We started to kiss everywhere and my pale body became all warm. And then I'll do the next what line. What the hell are you doing, you oh, no, no, motherfuckers? It. Michael, no. It's not motherfuckers, it's fuckers! <laughs> fuckers! <laughs> oh, fucking doing it. It was Dumbledore. I like how Ryan is super amused by that. <laughs> I just I fucking imagine Dumbledore. <laughs> like in the scene in Goblet of Fire, it's like, hurry, hurry, did you put your name on the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> Did you put your name on the fucking couplet of fire? <laughs> it was Dumbledore. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Dumbledore. <laughs> Stop fucking it's the fact that it's Dumbledore that makes it fun. Take it's your Dumbledore yelling, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's all we're gonna do for today. Oh, that tickles my brain real good. <laughs> Does it tickle your thingy and your you know what? <laughs> what if uh, what if in this universe vagina is like Voldemort that you can't say it or it magically appears in front of you and curses your whole family? <laughs> yeah, the the vagina god. Yeah. yeah, they can't that's, say vagina, yeah. so they say you know what. Uh, it that must not be named. <laughs> that sounds like an incel thing. Yeah, it might be. Alright, fellas. Wizard. It's time. <laughs> it's time to continue this retrospective at long yes, last. Yes, it is finally time for the Unverse cast to discuss Sonic Heroes. Now, as some of you know, Sonic Heroes was a game hey, that released on PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox, and PC. King K, what, what are your thoughts on Sonic Heroes? Are you, are you fucking kidding me, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> now you talk about Sonic Heroes. He what was waiting about? That's what all we're here this to discuss, time. Right? Sonic Heroes. Holy shit! The Madman. <laughs> uh, I'm actually I mean, now, fucking mad. Now, me mad. personally, I love this game. Best <laughs> Sonic game to date. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Yeah. You got the floor, man. No, that's it. I think it's the best game ever made. Okay. All right. I'm gonna edit that audio over your part from the end of the playthrough. No, Michael, that's <laughs> cheating. Don't you fucking dare! You know, you, f yeah, you all deserve it, motherfuckers. <laughs> nah. In all seriousness, uh, it's time. In case, nah. In all no, we're not doing it this time. It's time for the Marion retrospective to continue. Last Michael, time, I think. What? I think you set you set yourself up for us not to answer when you say, So what does everybody think about X? 
Like, there are two <laughs> possible replies okay, to that. Okay, listen, it's not say... my... It's not... <laughs> Somehow, I have gotten into this position on this podcast of being the one who facilitates yeah. discussion. Yeah, you know I can't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it, I think that's what we learned from doing the Team Dark playthrough, is that no, you absolutely should not ever be okay. allowed to facilitate discussion. No, 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 What if I do it this time? What if, what if I facilitate the discussion and then at the end you give me like a performance review? You give me a rating, you review me like Remake it, or Rebreak, listen, if I let you do it, XO. this is going to devolve into complete chaos. You remember no, that in the, in the Team Dark playthrough where you were talking about how you used a colored pencil to make a fake scar in your face, and then you pretended that you were an ex-drug dealer with connections, and then Sonic the Hedgehog suddenly showed up and asked you to smoke a joint with him? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and what you're saying is that you think I, I should allow fifth? you to facilitate discussion in this yes. podcast. For sure. Yeah. I'm reformed. <laughs> okay. I've been a changed man. Really? Yes. I I actually I think I could actually do this one justice. Alright. Alright. Believe in me. What? Can you believe in me? Can you <sighs> say a quick team prayer? Alright. Quick team team prayer. What's the prayer? <laughs> um our Sonic, who art in heaven, how will be the <laughs> Sorry, that's probably not very nice to say. I apologize to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he does not want to be named alongside Sonic. Jesus yeah. is very disappointed in you. Yeah. So Jesus For is a sure. hardcore Super Nintendo fan from the nineties. <laughs> Jesus. That's an yeah, easy of course joke. he's from Brazil. That's such an easy you know, joke because Sega properties were very popular in Brazil. For Anyways, some reason, Super Mario. Um, Wait, what do you- Sega properties in Brazil? Yeah, like, the Genesis <clears throat> and the Master System are really, really, really popular in Brazil. For oh. some reason. Like, Nintendo could not break those markets. Well, no, um... It's because Nintendo's games in Brazil, this is actually a serious thing here, um... They're taxed very heavily when they are imported into Brazil, and, um... Is this Most true? That is correct. Or is yeah, yeah. Pedox making things no, up. No, this again? is very true. No, no, he's right. Because like <laughs> games are so heavily priced that most people in Brazil just homebrew their Wii's and get games illegally. Huh. That's I what most when people the, do. The PS4 came out in Brazil back in like 2013 or 2014. That thing was going for like three thousand bucks. Like, yeah. What yeah. What three thousand dollars will be for us was for them. Mm hmm. That's a my bit. friend. Um. My friend has this hacked Wii, because she goes to my school and she's from Brazil, and she has this hacked Wii that has, like, every single Wii game on there, for real, minus, like, shovelware and everything, but, like, Xenoblade Chronicles, Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy 1 and 2, everything on there. It's kind of impre right. impressive. Has she played Super Mario Galaxy 2? Yeah, Make let's, her let's on call it? her up. Let's call her up. <laughs> Do it. Um... Alright, she's on the phone, ready? <laughs> Hello everyone! My name is Shadex Brandon! You have That's been leaving discussion <laughs> for literally five minutes. No, and we're we gonna get to it. We went topic. off topic. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm good at this. Um, no, so I think not. with any game discussion, we have to begin with the story, because we're stereotypical game critics, and I think it would be very beneficial if we laid some foundation first. So, why don't we go over our own experiences with Super Mario Galaxy 2, starting with, why don't we say, Ryan. 
Ryan, what were your first experiences with this game? Uh, well, I bought Sonic Heroes on the GameCube way back yep. in the day. And then I played Ryan, it. Ryan, you can't do this to me. You can do it to EXO, <laughs> but not to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Haydox. What, what are your stories on Super Mario Galaxy 2? I'll actually share them. Um... This is a bit interesting. I actually wrote down a lot of this. So, Michael, fuck you. I was prepared. Um, <laughs> I was prepared! I, I never played Super Mario Galaxy 2 until April 24th, 2014. Because... Interesting. Um, more classic Haydock historians will remember that I used to be a Let's Play channel. And... My first idea was to do a Is that Let's with Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, it was, unfortunately. I remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my <laughs> initial plan was to play through all of the Mario games, and I didn't own Mario Galaxy 2, and I hadn't played it except for a couple times at my friend's house. So I bought it on Amazon with my mom's credit card, which made her furious because I literally bought $500 worth of used games and I charged her credit card and I didn't, I didn't tell her for months. Um, <laughs> not good. Um, wait, so wait. I played it. Did she, huh? she eventually had to notice though, right? <laughs> like... At the end of the year when she got the bill from Amazon, she did and she's like, I spent $500 in April on video <laughs> games? And then she called me and she gave me like a big hauler and I was like, yeah, I kind of fucked up there. Wait, you used her credit card. How did she how did it take her that long to notice? Um it, I don't know. It, but she did find out. I It's a much because... more interesting story than the actual game is. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I got the game in April and I played it and um, I've already mentioned before that I played Super Mario Galaxy 1 with my cousin uh, The same one who I kicked in the balls and he had to go to the hospital after Oof. Um, But I remember nice. really liking two more than one um, I remember I liked a lot of the levels a lot more. I liked the music a lot more I liked all the power-ups a lot more um, and we can go into what we think about it today, but that's, that's what I was thinking about. And that's what I was remembering about the game playing it in 2018. I will, mm -hmm. I believe was the last time I played it. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Ryan, King K and Michael. So legitimately, Ryan, what do you think, or what was your first experience with Galaxy 2? Uh... So I remember back in 2015, I streamed it, and mm. it was like my it was like a blind stream, and I was playing it, and I streamed it for like an hour, 30 minutes, and I thought, yeah, you know, pretty good, not great, but it's fine. I'll play it again some other time. I never did. And then we started doing the retrospective, and the next one was like, hey Ryan, you should probably play Super Mario Galaxy 2. You probably like it. It's my favorite. And I'm and like, And then you know what? Ryan proceeded uh to buy 10 RPGs and play anything but <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> and then I played it for about an hour, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And then I played East, and the next one's like, did you beat Mario Galaxy 2? I'm like, no, should probably get on it. I played for another hour, I'm like, yeah, you know, pretty good, I guess. It's not bad. 
And then I played Shining Re then I played Shining Resonance, and it's just like, hey, so that's Super Mario Galaxy 2. I'm like, I didn't beat it yet. Let me get on it. And then I played like five other more RPGs, then it became 10, and then 20. Then and then it's just like, hey, did you beat Mario Galaxy 2? And I'm like, you're not funny you say that. Um, no. It took yeah, me giving Ryan a capture card at a significant discount for him to finally agree to beat the game. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, I think it just speaks to how much Ryan... I, I have a feeling he... I just, it speaks to how much you care about it. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Here's a spoiler! I forgot to beat the game. That's Ryan, okay. Ryan, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I forgot... <laughs> I forgot. You forgot to beat the game. I think it's poetic. I don't think you forgot, Ryan. I honestly think you just didn't care enough. No, I honestly <laughs> called I honestly, out. I no, but I think I think that's indicative. I just I don't know. I I played the game, and I was playing it. I'm just like it's fine, but there's nothing really drawing me back to play it. Right. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler for Mario Odyssey to an extent, but when I played that game for the first time, I played it eight hours straight and I beat it eight hours straight. You know, like I, mm. I, was, I beat the game in one entire sitting. With Galaxy 2, I just could not... I don't know. It just other things were grabbing my attention for some reason. And I, I, I honestly cannot pinpoint what it is because I like Mario Galaxy 1 a lot. Like a lot. To the point where that was the first game I have ever 100% completed. So I don't know what it is about Galaxy 2 that just, it doesn't scratch my itch. It it doesn't hold my attention for very long, and I, I, I don't know why. Did you play Galaxy 1, or did you play Galaxy 2 immediately after the first one? No, no. You you had like a time off. I played it back off. in 2015, that was the first time I'd wow. ever played it. And again, I played it for about like an hour, or an hour uh -huh. and 30 minutes. And then I just never got back to it until we started doing the podcast for the Mario games. And even then, I got about to World 5, and I'm just like, eh. It didn't, it didn't do anything for me for some reason. I'm not sure. So I'm actually curious to hear what Exo has to say about it, because this is one of his favorite games. If not, this is his favorite game. Period. So I want to know, like, what it is that makes it so good. Yeah. I... I'm also interested in Michael's opinion a lot on this game, and I mean, uh, well first, we have to get to King K because he has been waiting oh so patiently, I know. Uh, do we though? Yes. Because, <laughs> um, uh, just to touch uh, on that Are we still just for... discussing, like, when we first got it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, is that what you want to do? Because I can do yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah why don't you go ahead? Like, some people might not like this answer that I'm about to give, but um, I played it when it came out. I don't remember when it came out. What year was that? 2010. Someone 2010? remind me. Yeah. I played it when it came out. I really wanted it at the time. Um, and usually I, when I wanted a game, uh, my dad was pretty cool. He was into games too, so he'd usually get them anyway. So, but uh, keep in mind, I was a youngin. I didn't really understand legality and ethics, but my dad was just like, hey, um, 
me and my work friend, we've been we've been tinkering around. It's funny you mentioned that the Wee Homebrew hit us. Uh. Um, the first time I was ever introduced to Wee Homebrew is because my dad was like, "Hey, check this out, son," and he had like a hard drive hook up to the Wii, and I'm like, "Dad, what is that?" And on it was like every Wii game that has ever existed, just on a hard drive. And he's like, "Check this out. We have Super Mario Galaxy 2 on it." I'm like, "Whoa, what?" And I played it. Um, <laughs> so I was none. The, I was none the wiser. I was like, "Oh, my dad got me the game. He downloaded it." <laughs> um, so that was an interesting. Yeah, so I played the entire game. As to how to how to pirate video <laughs> games. Yeah, of course. So that's the first time I played it. I don't really have any elaborate stories other than that. I played it and beat it a hundred percent. Not. I've actually I've never beaten this game a hundred percent because I've never gotten the green stars. But mm. I did everything else that you can consider a hundred percent. You know, like Grandmaster Galaxy stuff, whatever. Nice. But um, I actually playing it for this podcast is the first time I've played it since 2010 or whatever. So I don't know why. I actually don't fully know why I have such lukewarm feelings about it, but I guess I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. talk with you and I'll figure it out. We're in this together. Now, Michael... Yeah. Um, I'm very interested as the elder of the bunch, <laughs> the senior unversed cast member, getting ready to yes, uh, from the skinny Our young little twink. grandpa. I'm <laughs> saying this. Yeah. Well, I mean, winners can't be choosers, you know what I mean? Winners Michael. can't be choosers, is what he says. Michael. Okay. What do you think about Super Mario Galaxy 2? Well. Okay. So. I'm gonna have to re repeat some things from our Galaxy One discussion here in terms of first exposure, right? Mm. Because mm. Hadox isn't wrong. I was probably the old, definitely the oldest of the three of us when this came out. I was like my f freshman year of high school, or no, no, no. It was my. Uh, I was a no, yeah, it was my freshman year of high school. It was just that I had junior high, and then I took freshman year at junior high, or whatever. I don't remember how this works. First year, first of the four years of high school at middle or junior high school, this game comes out, and I was thirteen when the first Galaxy came out. And back then, it was because up to that point, the most recent 3D Mario game we had was Sunshine. And as much as I love that game now, back then you know my outlook on it was very different because it just seemed like such a strange weird outlier for the series and this was before the series became a lot of the same imagery repeating over and over again and you know basically remember super mario brothers 3 remember super yeah. mario world we put things from that those games in this new game that you recognize. Isn't that great? So this was before that, right? And back then, Sunshine was just this weird oddity. Then Galaxy comes out, and it brings back question blocks. It brings back the familiar slotted coin design. It brings back enemies we had not seen in a very long time. Uh, like Babums and uh, Goombas, Koopa Troopas walking on all fours for some reason. You know, Bowser Jr. was back. It, it was in space. It was, it was exciting and new, but at the same time, it was also familiar. 
in a way that Mario hadn't been since 64. So that game was a big deal. Because, you know, it's... Galaxy 1, I really do think, was the Ocarina of Time of my generation, or of my childhood, I guess. I could say it's of my childhood. I don't know if I could speak for other people of my generation. For them, it was probably something like Modern Warfare 2. Because I played Nintendo games and everybody else played on the Xbox. So that was just my adolescence. I played Nintendo and Xbox. Well, so some may have had it both ways. Like, I played Halo the the day before I played, like, Mario Galaxy or something. Yeah. You know? So what, you, what you're depends. saying is you're a bi-console gamer. <laughs> yes. King K is like someone who likes to have it both ways. Yeah, nothing wrong well, with see, that. Well, see, joke's on y'all, because I had the Wii, PS3, and 360, so I guess I'm a trifecta. <gasps> Whoa! Ooh, so, so, so But I didn't, yeah, I didn't get the PS3 until a lot later, though. But the point fair. I'm trying to make here is that Galaxy 1 was a big deal in my childhood. It was like, if I can th point to one video game that came out during my lifetime and say, that was a big deal, and playing at the time shaped my childhood significantly in some way, Galaxy 1 would be that game. And I don't know if I that experience speaks to anybody else besides me, but it definitely did color. No, you know what? I That was my... When I was a kid, I was like, this is the fucking best game ever. I kind of still believe that, because I loved the first Galaxy. Yeah. So, But when I was a kid, it was like a big fucking deal. Yeah. I love that game. And I know, um... I mentioned this before, but I I really I really agree with that because although I was a sunshine child, because I'm a bit younger than all y'all, um, I was a sunshine child yeah, too. So was really? I. Oh shit! I mean, I played I that game a ton as a kid. Yeah. Um. Like I was a Mario. I was a sunshine and sixty four child because sixty four came out on the DS. Right. So I, I, I was never a sixty four one. one. Like um. Uh, I, I just wanted to reinforce the point about Galaxy. It was something really special. Very special. Yeah. I really and agree with that. So then, 2009, 2010 rolls around, <clears throat> and I believe Mario's New Super Mario Bros. Wii and Galaxy 2 were both announced at E3 2009, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember which one it was, but there was an E3 in there, like, maybe it was E3 2010? Or maybe it was no. nine, where like it was 2009 because 2010 the Mario game they announced there was Mario Sports Mix for the okay. Wii. Well, no, I I was just thinking that there was some other E3 conference, but they just and Nintendo just announced game after game after game. It was the best yeah, E3 they've ever had. Don't at me, like Donkey Kong Country Returns, the Galaxy games, other M before we knew what other M was going to end up being at by the end. All of these games, and I think the 3DS got announced in there somewhere too. And that's you know. also where they announced Golden Sun Dark Dawn. Yes, they did. So yeah, so it yes, must have been did. like 2011. And Skyward Sword, and Kirby, and GoldenEye. Yeah, so all of these fucking Icarus. games got announced, and then since then, every one of Nintendo's E3s has been pretty lackluster, if you ask me. Yeah. With some highlights popping up here and there. But that's not the point. Point is, Gox 2 got announced, and I'm like, oh cool. Because I remember reading before that, uh, like that they were going to make some kind of expansion galaxy game like Super Mario Galaxy 1.5 I think is what it was it called. It was called Super Mario Galaxy More. 
Okay. I don't remember that specifically. But there, there were some was rumors hopping around that that was a thing that was going to come out. And I want to draw this parallel throughout this discussion that the same thing also happened with Ocarina of Time to further that parallel between those two games. And then that expansion, like it's it's a lot more complicated than that because you have Ori Zelda in there and then Majora's Mask grew out of like... I think what's his face Zelda director I can't remember his name IG Numa or something yeah was he was like a level designer for Ocarina of Time and in his spare time he just designed some other shit and it's like hey we could make a game out of this and then that's where Majora's Mask came from yeah I remember because Aonuma was like <laughs> Miyamoto was like hey Aonuma you should go do Majora's Mask well he didn't really have an idea for it he was just like Aonuma you gotta do something with this yeah and that's I think Majora's Mask was largely him right yeah, uh, Eiji Onuma was the director of Majora's Mask. It was the first time he ever directed the game. Uh, Miyamoto said, hey, you gotta work on Ura Zelda. And he said, no, I wanna work on my own game. And then Miyamoto's like, you got a year, bitch. And he's like, try me. <laughs> and then, then that's how Majora's Mask got made. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the same thing happened with Galaxy 2. Originally, it was just going to be an expansion of Galaxy 1 with some new levels and stuff added on. Just like how... Ore Zelda in Majora's Mask, the development is, of that is confusing, and people are going to tell me I'm wrong and that this is what actually happened. That's not really the point. The point is, is that they were going to expand an Ocarina of Time and make kind of a thing for the 64DD, and then somewhere in the mix, Majora's Mask came out and grew out of that development period. Same thing happened with Galaxy 2. They were like, oh, okay, we have some ideas for new stuff to add in this Mark Galaxy more. Actually, we have lots of new ideas. Let's make a whole new game out of this. And then they did. And uh, much like with Majora's Mask, I really do feel like there is this parallel between Galaxy 1 and 2 and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Where the first game was really impressive and broke a lot of molds. And that feeling is what people primarily associate with the game, the first game. Then the second game comes out and it's just less impressive because it's a sequel. And then people tend to overlook the things that the sequels do better because it's not as impressive as the first. And I really do feel like there is an emotionally driven component because not no. to get too far ahead. And of course, mm -hmm. you guys can substantiate your positions and I welcome that and there's nothing wrong with preferring the first one because for the record the first one is still a damn fine game but I have never heard a convincing argument how do I put this King K's point well, about how he doesn't really know why he feels so lukewarm about the game, and Ryan's point about like, yeah, this is pretty good, but I don't really feel like playing it, is mostly what I hear from Galaxy 2 detractors. They don't really know why they don't like the game, they just prefer the first for some reason. They don't know. And that mm -hmm. to me is not... But I'm getting ahead of myself. When Galaxy I would like to sure. I would like to chime in real quick. Um, like I'm not saying like of course I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that the game's like poorly made or bad or it's an inferior product to Mario Galaxy One. Like I I can't really say that because again I haven't beaten the game so I can't say like this is more well made or this or that. It's just that's just a preference of mine. You know like I just 
it, it's just it doesn't hold my attention. But we, what you were saying is that like you know there's a parallel between you know Ocarina of Time Majora and Mario Galaxy One and Mario Two. For me, the way how I see it is like what for, with me it's like what Master Quest was for Ocarina of Time. Mario Galaxy Two is with Mario Galaxy One. Master Quest feels like a proper expansion. Mario Galaxy Two from what I've played, keep that in mind, doesn't necessarily feel like a sequel, doesn't come off as a sequel or a continuation, it feels like an expansion. Whether or not that's a good or bad thing, that's up to the person who's playing it, but that's just the kind of vibe that I get, because if you look at Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, at face value, you can tell immediately that they're two completely different games. Mario Galaxy 1 and Mario Galaxy 2, when I would play it, it got kind of hazy. There are parts in Mario Galaxy 2 where I was playing and I, I thought to myself, I'm like, wait, wasn't this in Mario Galaxy 1? Well, wasn't there, there we'll like talk about that Mario later Galaxy because 1? there mm-hmm. are some things that come back from the first game. Mm-hmm. My guess is you probably well, fought Bugaboom in uh, Puzzle Plank Galaxy, who was also, was also a boss in Galaxy 1. There's some things there like that. There's also a snow level where you have to like destroy these, uh, these Bowser ice statues yeah. with the fire flower. And I could have sworn I did something very similar to that in Mario Galaxy 1. Freeze Flame does have parts where you have to like light torches with the Fire Flower, which is mechanically mm. very similar, but there were there were not snow bowsers in Galaxy 1. But you are I, right. Okay. We'll discuss um, that. I feel like it's it's now now is a good a time as any to discuss that. So well, let's get into this. I did want to finish well, a thought. Do you think? Okay. Sure. And that was that I have actually flip-flopped in my time. And that probably oh. informs my perspective more in a considerable way. Is that when I first played Galaxy 2, it was kind of like uh, what King K was saying. I wanted to play it. Then I got it. Then I played it. And I thought, you know, this is pretty... It was kind of like what Ryan was describing. This is pretty good. But there was something about it that didn't quite grab my attention. And honestly, playing it again... Uh, in preparation for this podcast, there was there is something to it, like the f- the way that it feels. If that makes any sense, like I do feel that. Like there there are some parts during like World Three and World Four where I'm just kind of feel like I'm just on autopilot. I don't know how to describe it. So there's part of me that does understand that underlying emotion game feel kind of thing, but. Uh, the point is, is that at the time, I thought, you know, this is pretty good, but I think I liked the first one more. And it wasn't until later that I came back and played them both again that I realized that, you know, from a game design perspective, the second game is a pretty substantial improvement. And so then mm. I flip-flopped. I I want to say that I I'm... I feel like I'm more like King K, not in that I feel lukewarm about Galaxy 2, but I'm I'm in a state of aporia, as uh, the people who waste thousands of dollars on political science degrees say. Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> I'm one of them, Michael. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> that's a that's a dig at me, not at you. Trust me, I would never make fun of you. You know that. Um. The, Play a clip from the I'm, Heroes like, playthrough. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm very confused about it 
Because there's a lot I prefer in Galaxy 1, and there's some stuff <clears throat> I prefer from Galaxy 2. Um, I want to start off talking about, um, and I don't know if y'all find this as interesting as I do, but like, the hub of Galaxy 1 versus the hub of Galaxy 2. Um, because for me, in Galaxy 1, Luma's Observatory was so much fun to run around in and go to the levels and jump up everywhere and then when you got that red star at the end you could fly around and like different parts of the observatory would get opened and light up at, a la you know Delfino Plaza from Super Mario Sunshine yeah and I really loved the observatory the music just like the the little Captain Toad brigade place over there with their ship parked and I remember, like, every time I turned on Galaxy 1 and you'd start off in the observatory and you'd hear... Oh, fuck, dude. That's good recreation. Thank that you. That is exactly what it sounds it, it like. Just, Almost no it made me come. Point, plain and simple. <laughs> it, it was... I And then, like, I got to Galaxy 2 and... I thought it was aesthetically interesting that you were riding on Mario's head, but I missed having Rosalina there as opposed to the the chubby uh, purple dude. Lubba. Lubba. Ah, but that name is funny. (laughs) That is a good name. Holy (laughs) shit. You know, know, I'm actually going to agree with you. Um, Uh, I do like the observatory a lot more than the little Mario head that you go on. It's Mm -hmm. called Starship Um, Mario. Starship Mario. I... I like the idea of Starship Mario, but what I think would have made it even better, because like the way how you select levels is very, it's like a traditional Mario game where it's just like you have like a linear set of levels. Um, they branch off at different parts, but they all go towards the Bowser level. Let's just call it that, the castle level. So it's very, it's like in the new Super Mario Bros. games. What I think would have made it really cool is if it had something like something I guess similar to the gummy ship where it's like you're on the spaceship and you can actually control the spaceship and like fly around in space discover new galaxies that way a la Star Trek or something I think that would have been really cool Uh, but you know instead you just go from level to level and even with the observatory it's like when you go into a new room you have like three plates that you can pick off you know pick from like right off the bat so you have a little bit more freedom you know like if you don't want to do this level you can avoid it and just do everything on this galaxy, or if you don't like that galaxy, avoid it, do everything on this one. It just felt as if there was more there was more to choose from. And like, right unlike, off the bat unlike Starship Mario, the the observatory changes pretty drastically. Okay. Like I, and I I know I know what you're gonna say. That there are changes to Starship Mario. And but I, I think the ones in the observatory are more substantial. And I feel like I really wanted Starship Mario to, like, maybe grow another mustache. Maybe <laughs> have, I don't know. Um, I want Starship Mario to grow a fucking goatee. Yeah, something like that. To Just to include, maybe, um, maybe if it sprouted wings or a body. I don't know. But it, it felt too samey. And, um, I appreciated the progression you felt in the overworld um that's what i really enjoyed all right um so i guess the irony here is that 
I agree with a lot of what is being said. Like, uh, there are several places from video games that I would, that if I had the opportunity to visit in real life, I would be like, holy shit, sign me up. And two of those places are Eggman's Incredible Interstellar Amusement Park, so that I can have the bad sushi. <laughs> and, you know, the views and the uh, Starlight Carnival. And the second, one of the second one of those would probably be the Comet Observatory. So mm. it's not like I don't get it. But at the same time, what Starship Mario lacks maybe in like atmosphere, I guess is what you would call it. I feel like it makes up for it in being much better from a gameplay perspective. Because let's face it, from a getting to level to level point of view, the Comet Observatory is really clunky. Like the way that it handles like domes and stuff. And where you have to like point at stuff. I much prefer just simply being able to move the control stick and then pick the galaxy I want and go there. And like the way that they go about yeah. that. Because you know it's it is like other 2D Mario games. But you know what they say. If something ain't broke don't fix it. And from another point of view. I guess what I like about Starship Mario is that. There is some depth to it as a place. If you're willing to go look for it, but if you don't care about it, you're not forced to do anything. Like, what I really like about Starship Mario is that as it goes along, and as you discover new things and meet new alien races, they will start to appear on your ship. Like, yeah. you will meet the Silver Gearmo, who is looking for, I think, Bobombs or a Top Man. Like, you have to, it's one of the hidden stars where you like, have to guide a Top Man or a Goomba to this Gearmo. They're the robots with the little gear hairdos. Um, yeah. And then later on, that Gearmo will appear on your ship, and you can go over and talk to him. And if he's like, and so then later on, when you're just wandering around, you'll you'll come across like a red bomb, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I went to Throwback Galaxy and talked to the red bombs. That's kind of neat. And and then I guess I'd is are I find I guess I find that a little bit more interesting than just Lumas, but especially compared to 3D World, like especially before Odyssey came out, we finally got NPCs again. Like, comparing those Sprixies that fucking don't say anything throughout the entire game to having, like, this little cast of characters flying around in your spaceship with you, I thought was really cute and endearing. So, right. I think fair. there are many, many people who level with you on that. But, this is where I'm gonna get, like... You've mentioned that there are some parallels between the idea that lots of people like Ocarina of Time and lots of people like Mario Galaxy in similar ways. But I really think what it is, is that people have different values, you know? Because what you've just said about it being clunky to select levels, that is true. That is a true statement right there. But people put stock in that kind of thing differently across from, you know? Like, because, like... Sure, it's a clunky way to select levels, but my value judgment there is not... I don't really think about how good it is to... Like, how easy is it to select a level? I think I put value in a lot of other things about it to the point that it being clunky to select levels doesn't come up, because that's not something I've ever cared about. And so when they improve it, quote-unquote, in the sequel, it's not like... 
it is improved for a lot of people with those same values. Like, I just want to get to the levels, you know? And there are lots of people like that, but I don't think I am one of those people. And so what other people see as an improvement, I don't like it. I just see it as nothing. It's just the thing they changed that I don't like as much, you know, like it's because I, I value a lot of the things about the common observatory more than I value being able to quickly select levels. And it's down to the fact that I don't really the reason why I liked Galaxy is not necessarily in a vacuum like the levels and then it just ends there, you know? There's a lot of other things that I appreciated about it that other people would be like, no, that's such a minor thing. But to me, it's like you the, the entire story of the game, or at least how I described it, the context of it. Um, I think we even got a comment because we just uploaded ours our Mario Galaxy one and I was reading the comments a bit there was a comment that was was talking about how like and this is kind of showcases exactly what I'm talking about here about how the like when I talk about how the context matters to me there was somebody in the comments who was like yeah but you know they're like oh but the something about like how I said in my Minish Cap video that there was like it, it was flashy and it looked cool but like substantively it didn't really have much but and I have. The, I feel like there's this trend where people really just try to call you out on that kind of stuff, you know. But like, <laughs> I really think it, it's as simple as we all have different values. And um, for me, I like the fact that you go to the common observatory and Rosalina keeps talking about how you got to get your special one, and she helps. And you have that that's that context where at the end, like they fucking fly the observatory into the black hole and do whatever they do. It's like. It feels more grand, if you know what I mean. Like it feels yes. like yeah. yes, I do. It feels and it, it feels like that thing is an idea that is hard to replicate in a sequel without feeling like it's been done yeah. already. And if especially also- when the sequel starts off by rehashing the plot in a weird way, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. If I could also bring up an example that um that. I was also because like earlier uh, in January, like a few days ago, actually, I uploaded a, a video about a potential Sonic Adventure remake because there's been, you know, rumors and buzz going on about it. And I was talking about like some of the appeals that, you know, that Sonic has over Mario, for example. And like I've always said that Mario games typically feel they feel like games. It's like you do the thing, you win the thing and you do good. Like, bravo. But with Sonic games, it always felt like it's as if, as if you're going on an adventure. Like there's more to do than just playing the game. You know, it's like, it feels like as if you're actually going places. With Mario Galaxy 1, I can agree, and I think the Comet Observatory actually helps with that. You know, it makes it feel like as if you are doing something, you are making progress towards something, like something is being done other than just beating however many levels, collecting however many stars. Galaxy feels a lot more like an adventure. Galaxy 2, from what I've played, it feels like a game. And, you know, it's... And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like... Different people like different things about that. What that idea is, you know. Yeah, and I can Absolutely. I can respect that. It's just I think that's why there are so many people who prefer Galaxy and so many people who prefer something like Ocarina. Because even though I love Majora's Mask, Ocarina and Majora are quite different. You know, yes. like. I could totally get why someone would absolutely love Ocarina, completely separated from the fact that they might have grown up with it or something, because. I, I don't think it's really about that kind of thing, you know? 
Well, it, then again, it is one of those things that's kind of hard to parse out from other things. Well, yeah, I do think you have a point, King K, because you know Ryan can can talk all day until he's blue in the face about how great and, and Hadox as well about how great Gamma's story is. <laughs> At the end okay. of the day. No, 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 no. Michael, yeah. choose your words carefully, my friend. You're on thin ice, spoil. <laughs> the concept of Gamma's playthrough is very interesting. The execution is like watching paint dry. And that's to me, but other people will, you two will both swear by the story, and maybe Dan does as well. I don't know. Yeah, I love Gamma's story too. So like, it, it is definitely. I have to agree with them there. Conceptually, probably the most interesting character story in the game. And there are lots of little moments of brilliance in SA1. But when I play the game, like, none of that stuff really sticks out to me because the presentation is so bad and so dull Michael. and so poorly paced <laughs> that I the, the brilliance doesn't really shine through for me. So it is well, one of those things. Can I, can I interject here for one second? Because I think you're misinterpreting why I love Gamma Story so much. Well, um, I'm just saying why I don't like it or why it does yeah. not seem that amazing to me. I'm not saying... I'm not trying to speak for you. Well, you said something like we value different things, but I, I, I don't think that's true because I agree with you that it's bad in execution. I agree with you that the gameplay in execution is pretty lackluster. Like, but I, I think that's another thing too. Is that when when some when I say like I love let's let's throw out like I love. Sonic Adventure 2. We can never escape Sonic, can we? I, I love Sonic Adventure 2. Um, when I say that, people will just kind of expect that that means that I love everything about it. Mm. And that's well, not yeah. true. And I, I feel like that's an assumption that's easy to make. I feel like I've made that about people too, but like... Mm -hmm. I feel like that tends to happen too. So when I say I love Galaxy over Galaxy 2 for various reasons, there are things I don't like about Galaxy. I don't yeah. like how the comets are handled, or the... is that the prankster comets? Yeah. yeah. I don't like how yeah. some of those are handled, I don't like some of the levels, you know, but it's like... It's about larger strengths and weaknesses at the end of the day, I think that's mm -hmm. what most people feel, you know? It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. So like... Because I, I similarly love Gamma's story, but it, um... I haven't played it in a while, though. I can't really give it's, you a beat by beat, but I remember liking it a lot. But I'm sure it has issues because adventure has issues. Um, right, well, let but me that, try they don't putting bother me that much in the way. grand scheme. I think I don't think Ryan's played this, but Thousand Year Door. I'm going to guess a little bit of it. that if I ask the the other three of you which of the first two games you preferred, you would more than likely pick Thousand Year Door. Am I nope. correct in assuming that? Nope. So you like the... Well, I know um, that you like Super Paper Mario the most. Of the three. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. um... I actually like... The, I like Super Paper Mario the most, but out of the first two, definitely 64. Okay, I'm, I'm surprised I'm to like, hear that. Uh, I, you know, I... I guess I prefer a thousand year door, but it's not that big of a gulf, you know, like mm. I like them both a lot because I guess you... the irony here is that 
when it comes to Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2, for me, I look at the, at the two games side by side, and certainly there are things that I like about the first one more than the second, just as King K would be the other way around. You know, but at the same time, the things I value is I feel like I'm getting more content for my buck and less repetition in Galaxy 2. I feel like the visuals are better. I feel like there's more orchestrated mm -hmm. music in the second game. And I really like mm -hmm. listening to that soundtrack. I like a lot of the bosses in Galaxy 2 a lot more than the first. And that to me makes it the better game. But on the other hand, I look at 64 and Thousand Year Door. And for most people, it's just like you ask them which one they prefer and they just go Thousand Year Door just like that. And there are things that Thousand Year Door does do better, like the fact that you just have action commands right away, which is just how it should have been in the first game. It's one of the few things I dislike when replaying 64 is that I have to wait until the end of the prologue to have action commands. And, you know, they did try to do something different with the story that wasn't just, you know, like Bowser kidnapping Peach. You know, so there are plenty of things that, that in, you know, new stuff. But when it comes down to it, there are those little things like, you know, King K was saying about the domes versus the world map, where like, you know, sure, it's technically better, but or it could be considered that way, but it's, you know, because sure, this treasure hunt where you were searching for crystal stars and there's a demon and there, there's these evil X-knots and whatever, that's something fresh and interesting and new. But when I look back at the first game story, I find it much more interesting to revisit because I feel like it is a very insightful character study of the relationship between Bowser, Mario, and Peach. And other people would look at, hear me say that and go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but for me, that's just how I feel, is that I feel like that game is less playing that usual Mario plot straight and more like playing with it and studying no. it. Yeah. And that to me is no, really I interesting. I would actually agree with that, actually. Yeah. I can see what you're saying there, having played both of them. Yeah. About as much, actually. I haven't played Thousand Year Door as much as you might expect. And I played it once when it came out when I was a kid, and then I played 64, like, more recently, I think. Um, yeah. But I could see that. And that's to me, is no, part I... of why it's my most replayed RPG, is yeah. that it almost feels like the game is caught in its own time loop, if that makes sense. And that you could replay it from the beginning, and... Because it opens up with them, with them basically saying, Bowser, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Why do you expect to win this time? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I have a weird relationship with that game's story, but I find it more interesting than other people do because of that. And that's like one of no. those little details that I appreciate that someone else would play it and be like, why are we doing this Mario generic Mario story in this RPG when we don't have to do that? You know. So... No. Oh, go ahead. I, uh, I don't want to get too off topic from galaxy but mm. i do want to say one thing about paper mario 64 um i don't know if i had met ryan and king k at this point in my youtube adventure but i know i i definitely was talking with michael when i played 64 for the first time and do you remember that first script i sent you michael of yes. 64 and it do you remember any of it? I don't remember all the details in it, no. Yeah, but I do but, remember um, reading that one. 
Yeah, uh, I, I like, I, I guess to connect this with Galaxy 2, because that, it's actually really perfect in, like, the Galaxy discussion. Um, in 64, there's that moment, um, in the ice place, you, um, yeah. it, where there's, like, a thief, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody's masquerading as somebody there's not, Oh, the not. Dupla Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And there's this music that's playing during that section. And throughout the beginning of the game, I'm like, oh, this is this is fucking stupid. I'm just going to go play Pokemon. <laughs> and um, I got to that part and I heard that music and I was like, holy shit, I'm hooked. And I, I kind of like how I felt in Galaxy 2 was um, the throwback galaxy in particular. I don't know if that's going too in depth Which and off topic. Have to repeat that. Throwback galaxy. Throwback. Out, like quite a throwback. bit. Of, okay, throwback galaxy. Throwback. Yeah, because yeah. I, I hadn't even had. I don't have nostalgia for '64 or anything, but like, it was something about just that the tune of Throwback Galaxy and like all these different components that I had read online about and like never got to experience as a kid like i had nostalgia for something that i didn't have nostalgia for it, that's kind of how it felt and it like clicked and i'm like i actually really i don't know because i was like maybe maybe i like galaxy one now but maybe i actually prefer galaxy two and it was one of those moments and i'm like yeah so exo yeah now that we're back on Galaxy 2, because I think I'm starting to piece it together a little bit. Not like as if it's some weird, like, complicated equation. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm understand your like it's, like that, it's like that clip from uh, Sunny and It's Always Sunny, where he has the, like, the papers up on his board. <laughs> He's starting to piece it all together. I got boxes full of Pepe! <laughs> I got boxes full of Galaxy 2! <laughs> so, like... So the way how I'm understanding it, at least a little bit, is that with Mario Galaxy 2, it trims down the fat from Mario Galaxy 1, and it makes it so that you get to the good stuff right away. It makes the good stuff more accessible. Is that fair to say? Yes, that is a piece of it, yeah. Okay, so then... I, like I'm the confident also... to say that... Like, if I could boil it down to just a few things. Mm -hmm. I feel like... <laughs> With Galaxy 1, you have, like, each dome might have, like, three big galaxies, right? And then each one of those big galaxies would have, like, six stars in it, like, including the comet and the purple coin comet and the secret star. So they, they would have, like, three regular 64-type missions, then there would be a secret star hidden somewhere, a prankster comet, and then a purple coin comet. So that's, like, six. Uh, whereas... With Galaxy 2, the way it works is usually there will be two 64 styled missions, plus maybe a secret star in some of them, and then a comet, usually. So that's more like four. So that means that. And I guess to me that it makes it feel less repetitious because it means that I'm always discovering something new and I'm not hanging around Beach Bowl Galaxy for like three stars straight swimming in the same pool over and over again like it always felt like there was more new stuff happening in galaxy 2 like even okay. when areas repeat they would usually change pretty substantially like there's a part in uh 
what's it called? Flipsville Galaxy? It's the, it's the one that looks like a neighborhood. By the way, I really like some of the aesthetics in Galaxy 2, like just some of the ideas for levels. Like, uh, they brought, like, there was Melty Molten Galaxy in the first game, which was just Volcano Galaxy. And then Galaxy 2, they have Melty Monster Galaxy, where there are these giant fiery blargs running around. And I, I thought that was pretty. And then even then, there's another part of the level where it's just like a bowling lane where you're going down as Rock Mario. It, it just seemed yeah. like there was always that. something yeah, new happening between levels. Whereas with Galaxy 1, it felt like a lot of stuff I was repeating more often. Like even in um, Honey Hive Galaxy, you know, it, you would you would go through a lot of the same areas a lot. And um, but Honey Hive the goat though, Honey Hive is so fucking bomb. And dude. then there's the part where they literally <laughs> just uh, take Honey Hive, invert it on one axis, and turned it red and called it Maple Leaf Galaxy or whatever. But uh, and then just recycle that. that. Oh, uh, you know what? Even when I was a kid, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I did notice that as a I kid. I gotta too. be honest about that one. Um, yeah, graphically. <laughs> And I know that this is a point of contention because there's some people like Galaxy 1, you know, it has a darker color palette, but it's in space and it looks like space. I respect that, uh, but personally, I'm a fan of my big, bright, cartoony, bombastic colors. And Galaxy 2 delivers that in spades. No two backgrounds look the same. It still looks like space, no matter where you are. There are some parts that look very dark and mysterious, spacey kind of levels. Like, uh, it's not called Space Junk Galaxy, but there is something kind of similar to Dreadnought Galaxy. Um, you know, and and I, I feel like the textures have aged better in Galaxy 2 as well. Because there are some parts in Galaxy 1 where you'll look back and you'll look down at the textures and you'll be like, Ugh. That looks like PS2 quality. <laughs> Whereas with Galaxy 2, there's there's nothing that immediately springs to mind as, you know, that hasn't aged well. There's like one part where you like lead the Goomba to the Guillermo because he collects Goombas for some reason. And then he's holding up the Goomba character model in front of him. And usually you don't see him up close, but that time you do see him up close. And you see that his mouth is 2D and textured onto his face and his eyes are textured onto his face. Whereas from a distance, you can't really tell that. So there are a couple of weird... Oh, and by the way, this top man, guys, the little red spinning tops are super polygonated on the edges of the top. But you, normally you wouldn't know that because you don't see them up close. So there are a couple of little mm. moments like that, but otherwise I feel like the graphics in Galaxy 2 are much better. Like I said, I really like okay. the, the look of Flipsville. I really like the look of Qua Cloudy Quilt Galaxy. Uh, or maybe it's Cloudy Court. But you know, like, Is that the one that kind of looks like Sky Sanctuary? Sky Sanctuary. Yes, yes, that is a good yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, okay. there's some ideas for these levels that I really love. I love the bosses in Galaxy 2 a lot. I think they are the best bosses in any 3D Mario game to date. Um, I don't know, Odyssey I liked more than some people, but, you know, of course it still has the issue of, you know, like you fight the same Bowser boss three times and it's barely any different. But compared to the previous games, it feels like there were more individual bosses to fight at any given time, and that the strategies for fighting them, like one of my favorite bosses in the game is this robot that uh, Bowser Jr. And by the way, this is when they started giving Bowser Jr. this kind of Dr. Eggman sort of aesthetic. Like he would pilot these mechs in Galaxy 2 and they did, never really brought that back, which I thought was kind of a missed opportunity. 
where he, oh God, I can't remember what this thing is called. I really should, but it's ha something hammer. And it's like this big clown car looking robot with giant hammer arms that shoots bullet bills. And you ride on Yoshi's back yeah. and you lick up the bullet bills and shoot it at him. And I thought that boss was so uh, much fun. You know, you know, now that you, you brought that up, because I, I know exactly which boss you're talking about. And I, I like the concept of the boss. I just don't like playing as Yoshi. I don't like Yoshi in this game, and I normally love Yoshi in just about anything, but I did not like him in this game. I didn't like pointing the controller at the screen to grab up stuff and then to spit it out. It, it, for some reason, that just felt clunky. Using <sighs> Yoshi to like swing on the vines, that felt really clunky and awkward as well. Like Whenever I had to play as Yoshi, I, I, I groaned. It okay. feels weird. Well, that's the point of disagreement between you and me, because I love Yoshi, and I had no problem with using the pointer for his tongue at all. But that's, you know, yeah. but you and I also disagree oh. in Star Fox Zero, so... <laughs> oh man, I mean, don't, honestly, I don't, we're not I, bringing I, that up. Well, I mean, I'm just like, talking about motion controls here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if if Mario Galaxy 2 had Wii Motion Plus support, it wouldn't be as bad. Because, like, I noticed that when I was playing this game, like, it kept getting disconnected from, like, from the sensor. That's weird. So, like, I had to, like, keep, like, point to... Stick, I, I have that problem like, trying to go back to these two games in particular. Yeah. There's, I don't know, like... I guess I just can't get a good setup with my TV, which is why I really like Wii Motion Plus, because I don't have to worry about that shit. But, you know, these games were made before then, so it's not like I can really blame them, but it's just kind of, like, it's really hard for me to go back and play them, because trying to get that set up again is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. My there's, layouts have changed substantially since I was younger. There's one thing that we kind of bros. Bros? Bros? Breeze. Breezed? Breezed? We breezed past? That doesn't sound right, though. What is the. It I would be breezed past. Breezed yeah, past? I think it's That breeze. doesn't sound right, though. Alright, I'm gonna go look up verb conjugations for to breeze. <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Michael? Right. What does it Let's say? See. Past participle. Professor Michael. Past participle. What is it? Breeze. Everybody's waiting. It's breeze. Breezed. All right. Breezed. Something we breezed past was um, the intro to this game versus Galaxy One. We did. Um. um yeah. I. It uh, is. Okay. Let's let's just put our cards on the table with this one. It is redundant. Yeah. It well, is the I same, the and I think intro. it's. It, I think it's just down to how, again, what people, how much people put stock into that shit, you know? Yeah. Because I could easily yeah, yeah. see lots of people not caring that much about it. Because I mean, it is a pretty minor thing, but it is. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like, and I don't think anybody does really, but I, it bothers me specifically because Galaxy, as an experience, felt so new and unique. And yeah. when, when, when you try to do it again, it's like you. I feel like you got to offer more. And for some people, it did. Like gameplay-wise, it definitely did. I'd even agree that it, it offered a lot of cool new ideas. Um, I don't think anything gameplay-wise is repetitive at all. I think that there they have so many new ideas in Galaxy Two that it did warrant a new game. But it's also like. You can feel the spirit of it initially being an expansion 
in that it yeah. feels like it doesn't have a whole lot else to offer that makes it feel like a unique new adventure which is but, why everybody who's always been wanting galaxy 3 i'm like i don't know if i do because I, I feel like so i just want they galaxy just brought a new villain and just didn't do Bowser yeah. again. Like Tatanka the Spaceman, like where is he been? No, if we're getting a if we're getting a Galaxy Three, then we don't need Peach to get kidnapped. Because I know it's like, it's like when I replayed Mario Galaxy Two, like I also just got off of Odyssey, and it's getting old. Like I'm getting tired of it. And maybe it's just because I I play as Peach in Smash Brothers a lot, so like I'm kind of attached. But like it's I'm just tired of Peach not having anything to do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I would want like. That's one high know, point of 3D World. That is a high should, point you of 3D should, World. Right, you should go play Super Princess Peach. That was a childhood favorite of mine. I I've heard good things about it. I need to try. I don't it know out. how it, I don't know how it holds up now. I haven't played it in years, but I loved that as a kid. But like, why not get something like 3D World and just give it the kind of scope of Mario Galaxy? Give it you that know, kind of like uh, grand adventure. But with those, yes. you know, but with multiple playable characters. Why the hell yes. not? Like, I, yes. want, I want multiple playable characters in my Mario games. Mario Odyssey, good game. Yes. That's fine. Why couldn't I play as Luigi? Why yes. couldn't I play as Peach? Why couldn't yes. I play as, 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 I don't know, somebody else? As Keep Yoshi. going. Well, actually, no, you could. In yeah, because it Mr. seems Kingdom, like but. they only reserve that to, like, 3D World which I already kind of feel like is a 2D game <laughs> in its design <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, I don't know why they've, like, that's that's what it comes down to for me, is that I don't, I don't feel like they, they warranted a sequel enough for me to care because Galaxy was such a unique concept to begin with that I, I was kind of expecting, like, more. That would be like, because what I've liked about Mario is that in most of his games, the ones that people care about, it feels like a like something new is happening. And so it, it has a better context for it. It's like you go from 64 is pretty It's pretty standard, I'd have to admit. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know, it was the first 3D game. I think that alone it was kind of riding on. Um, but then you go from like that to Sunshine, and Sunshine feels like, oh, they're going on like a vacation. That's like different enough, and then you get Galaxy, they're in fucking space. But then if you try to do it again, without really justifying it sufficiently, it just feels weird. Which is also why 3D World feels strange to me, because it feels like 3D Land, which is also just kind of a limp, limp-ass game to begin with. Pardon my French. And uh, so when when we got Odyssey, I felt so relieved because it felt like starting with Galaxy 2, it felt like we'd been in this weird spot, kind of the same with the new Super games, but not as extreme, obviously. But you know how the new Super games have been really samey? It, yeah. it was kind of like Mario mm. kind of just felt like he was going through the motions a little bit. Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like this game is what started it. And it's it's nothing against the games because they're fun. Mario, Mario will never not be fun, but yeah. it's, I feel like when you get yeah. f just fun for so for such a long time, then it just ceases to be anything unique because there are so yeah. many other platformers to yeah. play. You I, know, I don't. When think does it get to the point where you're playing? When does it get to the point where you're playing Mario to play Mario? I, you know? I don't think there's anyone. Who wouldn't look at Odyssey and say that's a breath of that's not a breath of fresh air? Like most people would yeah. say that that's something that 
feels... We have evil wedding planners and giant volcanoes made of gemstones and, uh, you know, the giant weird little s s uh, hermit crabs that drink seltzer water from the ocean. It was a weird. We also have a <clears throat> desert, a plain. Yeah, but they felt level. Not, that we're not desert doing is this. red. Not yet, not today. No sugar skull people living in it. It was something different. Um, not I mean, today. Like, it, it, I mean, if I me, if it was up to Miyamoto, it would have just been a desert with cacti in it. It's fair. I mean, like they do add stuff in the tropes, but at the same time, it's like, and they do have new stuff. I'm not arguing against it, but it's still very tropey. There's stuff in it. But it's still a little distracting. But that's for, right. you know, that's Mario Odyssey, not Galaxy 2. I mean, I I'm, do not, I'm say... not going to sit here and argue that Galaxy 2's story was better than the first. The way I look at it, and that's, this seems to be, like, it's not like there's a good, well-defined Mario canon. Like, if you want to talk about how bad the Zelda timeline is, just try, just try to figure out where all the Mario games fit in. <laughs> Spoiler, if you're trying to figure out where all the Mario things fit in, do something better with your time. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, like buying <laughs> a bunch oh, of RPGs and never finishing them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the Zelda timeline. I don't know why so many people do. But uh, I, if I, what I think Galaxy 2 quick. is supposed to be... Never mind. Uh, what was that, Hadox? No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I remember as a kid I found timelines fascinating, but like... I feel like I was in the age where game theory still appealed to me, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean there I'm was definitely gonna... a time where I cared about that stuff too. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna but... lie, like if like when I was playing Twilight Princess for the first time and saw the six sages and they had like the same symbols as an Ocarina of Time, I'm like, yo, that's kinda cool. Or in Wind Waker when you go into the Temple of Time and then you see like the six sages like from Ocarina of Time painted on the walls, I yeah. was like Yo, I, that, that's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah. you know, having the interconnectivity hinted at, mind you, I think it's pretty neat. It, it can be interesting. But I don't think with something like Mario, you can really do that. Yeah, with, I mean, with Zelda, it's more interesting because it's it's generation-based. It's like hundreds or thousands of years in between each, each, each game. You don't really get anything like that with Mario, because Mario's still Mario. Yeah. Like, Link's a different iteration in each game, so... Um, not true. I Not not canonically true. According uh, to the official <laughs> Zelda timeline, the Link in Spirit Tracks is the same Link from the... That's... No. The why, Phantom Hourglass. That can't be... <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it sense. is. That makes no sense. <laughs> it was a very long time after Tetra and the rest founded New Hyrule. Are you before sure? Link from Phantom Fuck, Hourglass is the same in Wind Waker. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh tracks. my gosh, I'm so dumb. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I want to revoke my gamer card. It's the point I'm trying to make here is that I think Galaxy 2 is non-canon, and it's implied yeah. in the 100% cutscene that it's an alternate timeline or just an alternate retelling of the same story that Rosalina was just telling to the Lumas. So which is fair. Yeah, so it's I don't I mean, that's about as good as they could probably have recontextualized it. Yeah. So that's I just wish they didn't even try in the first place. Well, yeah. I feel like they didn't though, because it's. It, I think it was like you said earlier, King K. Well, I, I feel like they shouldn't. Have, they should have tried with something else. 
<laughs> instead of just not trying at all. Okay. Instead of telling but, the same story through a different perspective, maybe just tell a new story. Yeah, it's like I said, to tangle like the spaceman they, from yeah. Super Mario Land 1 and 2. What's he been doing? He's an alien. Stick him in these galaxy games that have tons of aliens oh, in them. Oh, man. There's a serious Don't even talk about that. It's like, why don't they... That's so interesting, right? Why don't they ever go back on Super Mario Land? Well, it's like, what the... It makes more I mean, sense than more Bowser. Than in fact, I remember reading once, back before Galaxy 1 came out, they had like this little preview for it in the Wii eShop. I guess it was just called the Wii Shop Channel or whatever. There was like a little spot talking about Super Mario Galaxy, and it was talking about how an alien kidnapped Princess Peach. And then the game comes out, and then it was just Bowser instead. Yeah, you know, I was playing Super Mario Advance a couple days ago. I've been playing A Link to the Past and Super Mario Advance at the same time. I don't know why I've had this weird kick, but like, I was playing Super Mario Advance and I'm like, wow. I've, I've like never seen all this shit, you know? Because it was originally not even... And it's, it's sad because it was originally not even a fucking Mario game. But and that's it what it had to come to, to, you know? It's a weird history. It originally, they wanted to make a, a Mario Are we going to get into Doki Panic? Do you want to do Doki Doki Panic? <laughs> no, no, really no, no, do no. That? Before it was Doki Doki Panic, it was supposed to be a Mario game. <laughs> it was... it was They wanted to make something with more vertical platforming, but they weren't sure that if it was going to work for Mario, so they turned it into a Doki Doki Panic game. Then the oh Watts Levels thing happened then they turned it back into a mario game did you know doki doki panic <laughs> say it please please anyway the what i was gonna say is that there's so much in that game that felt different but yeah. at the time it didn't really matter because it was the second mario game so it didn't really matter i guess the third if whatever you want to count as a mario like the, the second mario platformer that was a home console game, whatever. Um, it was, it felt so like going back to it now, it's like, wow, it's, there are so many cool things in this. Yeah. So many cool bosses, that's, the final bosses. That's how uh, Sunshine To be fair, the final boss does kind of look like a King K. Rule ripoff, but. Well, he came around before whatever. King K. Rule, so technically yeah. it's the other way around. But, <laughs> yes, you know, it's like I said, we had this period from. We'll say beginning with New Super Mario Brothers Wii until Odyssey, and we'll see what they do after Odyssey. Where it just seemed like we were yeah. doing the same shtick with every game. There were some new things, but for the most part, it was like Miyamoto decided that he wanted every game to be the same, and so that's what we got. I really hope we're out of that period. You know what's by funny? The way. You know what's <laughs> funny about all of this is that. You know, Mario Galaxy 2, well, what time, when, when did New Super Mario Bros. Wii came out? That was 2009, right? I think it did come out before, yes. Yeah. I think it was that year, yeah. It was either 2009 or 2010. That's also the same point when Sonic started getting to the whole nostalgia craze, too. And we're still in it. And if I see Green Hills on one more time, I'm going to puke. <laughs> you will. You will. It's a curse. You will and see it. I got it. my bucket ready. So I just think it's... In I just think it's interesting how both Mario and Sonic are, you know, well, Mario probably got out of it first with Odyssey, but, like, they were in the similar rut for about the same period of time. I, don't, I just think I that's fascinating. I wouldn't call Mario being in a rut, though, because even though Mario definitely aped off of a lot of the same sort of nostalgic concepts, I don't think it, like, we talk about 3D World not being that great, but... 
you know, by its own merits, it's so genuinely fun. You know, oh, yeah. uh, p- link link well, that's here also to what I said is that Mario games will never not be fun. <laughs> exactly, three D or three D Land. Well, well it's still fun. fun. It's just not. It's, it's still not, fun. Like, it's not. It's about as fun as counting rosemary. Rose like all beats. the all the new Super Mario games are fun. They're just not. It's not interesting, you know. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say my ideal Mario game. What well, interesting I- is not fun, Ryan. Well, then what's fun? <laughs> I doing the same shit over and over again? That ain't fun. If you talk about fun man as a base, who just... bought a whole bunch of RPGs and never finished them? <laughs> hey, that's don't you leave my babies out of this? Don't you dare! <laughs> I don't I was... know. It's just like it's not even that. And if, it's I not guess even that the quality of the game. It's not that like bad. fun it's is just super they're, important. They're but... average. And I have better things to do than play average games. Well, it's interesting mm. that we bring up New Super Mario Brothers because... And I guess this points a lot to the kind of person I am and what I value. Is I look at those games primarily from a level design point of view. I mean, we didn't need four of them. I, I think everybody would agree with that. We definitely did not need four games with the same plot and the same archetypes and all that stuff. But even New Super Mario Brothers 2, I'll play it and be like, you know, this game has really good level design and does some really clever things. And that, to me, is enough to sell me on it as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm I just see, different in that regard. I just I, need more. That, that's, that's a completely valid perspective, Ryan. I think that's completely valid. I want to validate you. Let me validate you right now. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Well, my hand, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to say, uh, I was going to point out when we were talking about, like, you, uh, we were talking about how Mario games are fun, and I think that's never better exemplified when you have a Mario game that's multiplayer. Um, cut yeah. to... Cut to now, Michael being terrorized by Eric uh, in any Mario playthrough you want, whether you Put want it to the be screaming rabbit bit in. No, that's uh, overused. You gotta find it. a different clip where Eric fucks fucks you over completely. Oh, Champions Road, Champions Road. <laughs> no, that was where I Eric still fucked himself that. over multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that was First so try. funny. <laughs> First try. <laughs> But the super like my ideal Mario game has always been like something in in the scope of Galaxy, but multiplayer like open world like Odyssey. But you can have like four of your buddies playing with you and like you can fuck with each other. You can like get really angry at each other and you can just maybe like throw your joy cons at each other or shit like that would be sick. And I know that, like, um, I I agree with Ryan in saying, like, the new Super Mario Bros. games are generally uninteresting. But if you throw in somebody who has not a clue about gaming, and you, like, give them a Wiimote, and you just fuck with them the entire time, they will leave your house, and they will never talk to you again. (laughs) Well, in that case, you could also say something very similar to Sea of Thieves. True. Where the game is better with friends, but if you're playing it by yourself, then it's a slog. And really, what I care about is a single-player experience. Mm, it's like, you know, you can, have, you can have good level design, but at the end of the day, that's a standard. 
Yeah. You gotta uh, have something more on top of good level design. Because there are so many other platforms out there that have good level design, but they also have interesting mechanics as well. Yeah, yeah but I think the, I think the thing is that Mario is Mario important. is like... Mario will always be king in the sense that he's like... Always, like you can always get a consistently fun platforming experience out of him, but I think it's changed in the sense that he is not dominating the world, you know, like, like, especially in this era where there are so many platformers that are inspired by Mario that sometimes do him better. Like, I don't think he has that to rely on like he used to, but ironically, even when he didn't have to rely on it, he was doing more interesting things, but when and he you know, did, he wasn't. Like, I, it's just I, such I, a weird, like... I've said this time and time and time again. If I gotta compare Mario to anything, it'd be McDonald's. It does the thing, it mm, does oh what boy. it does well. It's there. It'll do the job. But I'd rather be doing something better with my time. I'd rather be eating something better. It's serviceable. It's, you know, a lot of people go to it. It's widely recognized around the world, and there's a big ol' M right there. That's what you think about. A big ol' M. There's a big ol' M. That's <laughs> what, what, do the the, what do you think the M on Mario's hat stands for? Stands for McDonald's. <laughs> He's a McDonald's employee. So if Mario is like McDonald's, then Sonic is like Sonic's. Which means that... I was gonna, some... well, no, Sonic is like Burger King, because you never know if it's gonna be good or shit. No, I, I disagree with you, Ryan, because I think Mario is like Panera Bread. Because everybody, like... Everybody likes Panera Bread if they went there. But sometimes you'll get a sandwich that's still kind of good, but it's still like, eh, it could be better. You know, it's always fun. I don't like Panera Bread. <laughs> well, Ryan, this is perfect. Well, you don't for like you. Mario. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Fair point. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is Panera Bread. <laughs> what? <laughs> slap that's that on the, the back of the box. You know, slap can we that just on can we have that be the title? <laughs> Can we please, Michael? Please make that the title, the Panera Bread of Mario. No, well, I guess we'll have to see if Sonata remembers to do it when he edits. Can that be the thumbnail instead of like having a picture of Super Mario Galaxy Two? Can we just have a picture of Panera Bread? We can have a picture of Ryan serving sandwiches at Panera Bread. <laughs> the servers like never Panera like Bread. it. Uh, you, exactly. That's why you're serving it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, actually, I don't want to stop recording. That would be bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be almost as Have bad as uh, Gabe stepping on the power strip that at a time. Yeah, Anyways, throwback, that never happened, huh? Michael. So, hey, Ducks, you're in charge. Happened. Yeah, I, I, f I don't know what else we could talk about, though. I feel Let's like talk we've about Sonic Heroes. No, <laughs> yeah, you, um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> have have we exhausted Galaxy 2 or is there anything more we want to say? I I feel like ironically we've talked about everything besides the game. Really? Yeah. I feel like we've talked about the game. No, I mean like we've barely talked about the gameplay in it at all. We've well, talked about the story. I, mean, I talked well, about the music. I think, and I think we're design. also not the people who would cared about it in that in depth. So it really it'd have to be you who would talk about it. Yeah, because and I don't even remember a lot of this stuff, and I've just played it. So I, I also think too. I feel like if we go into the depths of the gameplay, like 
We could talk about every level individually we and talk about game design. No, no, no. But I'm saying if we talk about game design in general, it's very, it's very similar to what we talked about in our Galaxy One discussion. Um, no and well, there are. Uh, I mean, a, like a lot of that stuff was covered. Is basically what you're saying? Yeah, right? that's because exactly it's what obviously I mean. there's a lot of different things, but it's like I was gonna say because there's definitely some new stuff, and I. I do like a number of the newer power-ups. I like the cloud thingy. Now it makes mm. platforms. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite power-up in the game. Actually. Like, uh, a bowling I, I ball. I believe I mentioned this uh, in our first playthrough, or our first, our Galaxy 1 discussion is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I feel like Galaxy 2 has the better selection of power-ups. Um, and, you know, especially the new ones. Like, I really liked Rock Mario, bowling down the lanes and hitting enemies and breaking shit open. And especially mm. that one boss where you get to use it, where it looks like a, you know, it's the giant blue armadillo. I thought that was yeah. fun. I really like the cloud flower for the reasons that Ryan described. And my favorite is the drill. They have some really interesting platforming scenarios with the drill. Now, Exo, we're talking about a platformer with a drill. Have you played Drill Dozer? Uh, do you think I've made a 40 bucks, Rain? If you're paying 40 bucks for that game when it's like $7 on the Wii U eShop, we can buy it officially? Well, then you got something else coming. No, but yeah, but this would be official. It's a card. Yeah, but you could give Nintendo. Also, your Wii U mind. emulation that is not SNES sucks ass, so. Oh. Yeah, the colors <laughs> look horrible. <laughs> um, but for some reason, the SNES games look good. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, what else is there to talk about? I like how every... They finally got rid of 100 coin stars. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes the comp... Because it's like in the first game, every level... Or every major galaxy had a comet star. A prankster comet. And then after you beat Bowser... Every one of those major galaxies got a purple coin comet too. In Galaxy 2, they only just have one comet for each major galaxy, and sometimes that will be a purple coin. And this time, there are only a few instances like Starshine Galaxy, which was a nice throwback to Sunshine, by the way, uh, where you're like in a big open worlds type place looking for a hundred coins. And I think there are more than a hundred in that level. Uh, usually it's it's stuff like flips you know the galaxy with the red and blue platforms that flip when you spin where it's like you're on a linear mm -hmm. pathway and you try to grab 100 purple coins and then the the bowling section from melty monster galaxy where you're on like the purple bowling lanes as the rock mario and grabbing purple coins i think that was one so they don't force you to do it in every galaxy which i appreciate uh, one thing we probably should mention is that there is some recycling of content from Galaxy 1. Worst game of all time. Zero out of ten. Well, it's like I mentioned earlier. In Honey Hive Galaxy, the third star, you fight a boss called Bugaboom, which is a giant man to bug. And you fight him using the bee suit. So you're like, you have like these little flower things that you swirl up and then you jump on his back and ground pound him. In Galaxy 2, the secret star for Puzzle Plank Galaxy, you fight uh, 
Bugaboom again. Only this time you use Cloud Mario, which is kind of... Mm. Man, I'm not a huge fan of them because like there's one galaxy called battle royale or boss royale galaxy or something like that it's in world s so since none of you beat the game none of you played it i was the only one who 100 percent of the game i actually um, you beat it hadox but i don't i beat it did you did you play the uh, s world galaxies yeah i just haven't gotten the green stars before is what i was saying oh okay yeah yeah i beat it recently for this okay okay so for the record, when I say 100%, I mean 120 stars, not 120 stars plus 120 green stars plus Grandmaster Galaxy. <laughs> because I've never we'll talk the green about green star. stars in a second. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's because uh, I consider 120 power stars to be 100% because it's 120 stars like the last few games, and then the green stars are like the second quest. It's like when you play the original Legend of Zelda and you enter your name as Zelda and it makes the game harder. Or when you beat Castlevania That's 4 it. and you start at the beginning, yeah, only it's that. slightly harder. It's like that. Or That's how I look at green stars. Or in Galaxy 1 where you play as Luigi. Yes, I've, I view those as equivalent things. And we'll talk about that in a second. But there is a galaxy called Battle Royale or Boss Rush. It's a boss rush of all the Galaxy 1 bosses. And you fight them back to back. And that is admittedly one of my least favorite stars in the game is the comet for that galaxy where they basically make you do it again, except there's a time limit. And it's really redundant. Um, and one thing I did discover replaying the game, as long as I'm talking about that, is I don't really have a problem with the comet coins. Like, you have to collect these Comet Coins to make the Prankster Comet appear, and Ryan probably doesn't care about that because he didn't 100% the game. Uh, but if you don't get the Comet Coin, then the Comet won't appear later, and you'll basically have to replay a star to get that Comet Coin. And I made the mistake of missing the Comet Coin in the Boss Rush Galaxy, so I had to do it three times. And that was really not necessary, and I don't know. Usually the comp coins are just lying out in plain sight, which is why I don't mind them for the most part. But it's like this one was like hidden underneath the platform where you fight King Caliente, and I missed it because I didn't look down there. So then I had to do it again, and I didn't like that. So there's some little moments like that that I don't like. You know what I mean? But, it, you know, relatively speaking... I don't know, like, uh, before we get into green stars here, any other things we wanted to touch on? Do you think, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I completely forgot. Do you think part of it might be, I can't really speak for Adox or Ryan at all on this, but I know personally, I didn't grow up on many 2D platformer types. You know, the types of games that are just platformers? Yeah. Like, and Michael, you definitely did, right? Yes. So, like, I feel like you have a lot of experience with that, even from a young age. So I feel like the, like, this, because Galaxy 2 kind of feels like it's going more for that, you know? There and, is. Or at least it was the, like, so maybe that's where the rift is? That's part of an interesting observation, yeah. Because there are levels like Starshine Galaxy, where it literally feels something ripped straight out of Mario 64. 
Yeah. And but that's the all like I guess maybe Cloudy Quilt Galaxy, which is I think in World One or World Two, where you first meet the chimp, who is another little hmm. facet of the game that I like that I forgot to mention. Um, I love the chimp. Yeah, the chimp. He's like a little. <laughs> he's like a little blue monkey, which is ironic because he. I th- think he has a tail. So he's therefore he's not a chimp because chimps are apes and apes don't have tails. But he he like challenges you to little mini games now and then, and it's kind of like each time you beat one, he's like, "You've grown in my esteem." It's kind of like um, Piantissimo, except much better. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> PNTC mode just sucks. Unless if you try to race him again, then he's suddenly way better. Michael, he he is a man in a Pianta costume. <laughs> Are you kidding me? El PNTC mode fucking rocks. Um, just like think of yourself as El PNTC El PNTC paradigm gamer. <laughs> Imagine you're him. I guess in what this I'm trying to say like, is that. Galaxy 1, okay. I can think of way more <laughs> Super Mario 64 like levels. Like, I think of Beach Ball and uh, Beach Slide. I can't remember what it's the one with like the big long tube around the island in the center. You know, that one. Yeah, yeah. I remember and then that there's one. Honey Hives kind of cool built too. like that. Yeah, see, because those are the levels I love from Galaxy. The ones that are not like the, the platforming ones. You yeah, know? and then you play the- Galaxy 2, and it's. You, you get a lot more stuff like Melty Molten Galaxy and Toy Time Galaxy and um, Haunty, not Haunty Halls. The It's the Boo Galaxy, the, the Haunted House Galaxy where you've raced the Boo and stuff. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. structurally the levels fall much more on that. And personally, I prefer that about Galaxy 2. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that it's just straightforward platforming levels for the most part, and that the collectathon, the collectathon elements are still there. Like uh, it's just that instead of sliding down a flagpole at the end of the level, you get a star that you can then use to go unlock other levels. You know, so it's like it's got kind of like the best of both worlds, but it's like stuff like Starshine Galaxy is like part my least favorite parts of the game, ironically. Or it just seems like, you know, it's just 64 again, but it's like not as, you know, it's something's missing there. I don't know how to describe it. So, yeah, that is an aspect of Galaxy 2 that I definitely prefer is that it's a lot more tight focus level design. Because it's like if I want to go play a collectathon, I'll go play Sunshine. I'll go play Spyro 1, 2 or 3. I'll play Banjo 1. Time. Yeah, Hat Time. It's ironically very yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. I mean, like, I, I, it's not like I want Galaxy Two to change in that regard. I've just never cared about that stuff much. I still haven't really played Mario Three or Mario Worlds. Like, <laughs> the only two are... D Mario game I've played is the one that's the least like them, <laughs> which is like. Funny, Why? but I think you will I've like. I've never played Mario Donkey Kong World. Country. I've never played. Like name any classic 2D platformer. I've probably not played it. Well, you probably and I don't played know the, why. You but played the Sonic games. Right? I have. Tr- I have. Yes, I have. But you know that's because I'm weird. But um, <laughs> and I didn't even like those games for a time. But I think like I've tried to play Mario Three. No joke. 
this is like 20 different times. I've tried, genuinely tried each of those 20 times over the years. And even recently I've tried to do it. And I'm like, I just, one, I'm absolutely horrible at it. And I don't like, I'm not trying to blame the game for this, but it, it feels really, the physics, is that how you would call them? Controls, physics, I don't know. I'm, I'm a Sonic fan, I guess I have to, I have to say physics, even if it's not that, but it, it controls strangely, because I, I guess I'm used to modern 2D games controlling differently, even like new Super Mario Bros, it just feels... You know what I mean about Mario 3, where it just feels like... Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I like know. how floaty it is, because it feels like I always know where I'm going to land. I hate how abrupt the world's jump is, but some people prefer that. I, I hate... I hate I it in Mario 3. Well, I, I, I really stop, think you should try like Mario World. a little bit. I think you will like that game. Yeah. I hate it when, like, you know when you're on the ground and you're trying to stop, but he, like, slips a little bit yes. before yeah. you stop? That shit aggravates me. And I can never get used to it, and I, that's why I've just—it's maybe that's just why I've never been into Mario Three. But also because I have next to no experience with those kinds of games, because I usually don't like those kinds of games, or I just don't think they're very exciting. It's hard for me to even muster up the energy to get into something like that, and that's how I felt about Galaxy Two because it's not exactly like those games. It's still a 3D Mario game, but it feels like it's trying to be a 2D Mario game, and that's why. Because a lot, we get into these discussions about like what a series should do when it turns into a 3D, and lots of people are like, "Okay, we'll just take the 2D and make it 3D," and which is what Crash Bandicoot is. <laughs> which I don't want to. I don't know how people feel about the individual who made Sequelitis, but um, I did. There was like I I do like his Sequelitis videos, contrary to popular belief. And I liked the point that he made, and I know lots of people believe this nowadays, but I think he was one of the first people that I heard it from, where, like, making a 3D game from a 2D franchise is, like, almost unquantifiable. Like, it's just such a big paradigm shift that when people go on and on about how it should be done, I don't know that there is a way it should be done, because... As Mario has shown, the way that they did it was completely wrong in the beginning, when you're trying to look at that from that perspective. They did it the wrong way, quote-unquote, but it's also the way that I ended up, like, I ended up resonating a lot more with that than when they actually tried to be 2D Mario in 3D, where I just stopped caring, you know? No, well, yeah. So, I don't know. And this is, I think, where it started. And I, I think maybe if I had played more 2D platformers when I was younger and was more used to them and actually maybe liked them because of that, maybe I wouldn't care as much about the stuff that I care about now. Yeah. So it's less about nostalgia and more about what I've shaped myself to be and my tastes over the years that I've shaped myself to enjoy things. You know something? It's like, because I, I was listening to that very intently. And I was thinking to myself, like, because I used to always say that's just like, I like the 3D Mario games where it felt like Mario in 3D because that's, you know, I, I, I like Mario World. I like Mario 3 and 2. I like the first one to an extent. I like the 2D Mario games. I think they're fine. But, you know, they have like their own fun. And, you know, I never liked a lot of the collectathon kind of aspects of 
Mario 64 and to some extent Mario Odyssey. And I, I just, I've always felt, and I, I've, I've said it time and time again on, on several episodes of the podcast, that I liked the 3D Mario games that had more in line with the 2D games. 3D World, I would I would have considered my favorite 3D Mario game for like the longest time because it took what I liked, put it in 3D. But, you know, when I went back and played these games and, you know, when I talked about it with you guys, when I talked about it with like, you know, friends in our in our little circle, it's not necessarily that my tastes have changed because I still... Or maybe they did, because now I still think that Mario Sunshine is my personal favorite Mario or 3D Mario game. You know, and that's a collectathon. And it's like, but then again, like right below that would be Mario Galaxy. And one of the things I like about that game is that it took the aspects that worked in 2D Mario, put it in 3D, but it gave it a unique spin to it. You know, it felt like a good combination of both the stuff that people like about Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine and the stuff that you know, that caters to uh, the classics like Mario 3 and Mario World. You know, so with that, you got a good hybrid with Mario Galaxy 1. But with Mario Galaxy 2, it does feel more like it's just, it's straight up what it is. It's 2D Mario and 3D. Is that fair to say? Does that make any sense? I mean, it still controls. I mean, like, I don't mean, I don't mean that in this, in the reductive sense, but I do believe that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't think it's worse for it. I just think that, like, for me, that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just speaking from my own perspective as well. So that's just, you know, putting that on the table. I, I'm not trying to say that it is that way and it's super horrible for ever wanting to be that way, but I just. It kind of just feels more like that because mm-hmm. of how the levels are. And, you know, some people would say, even myself for some games, that. It's, it would be stronger because it decided to focus on that and only that. But it just, it ends up meaning that I don't care about it as much, personally. Which is just kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> that when it when it makes the decision that most people will be like, yeah, do that. Like, focus on your strengths. And then because of that, I don't care about it as much because its strengths are not strengths that I care about. Yeah. What are you typing away there, Michael? <laughs> no, I was listening. He's putting out a hit on me. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that is an interesting observation. I played all the 2D, classic <clears throat> 2D Mario games in my GB and GBC and GBA when I was a kid. I played Donkey Kong Country. I have a thing for hop and bop platformers. They're just, you know, straightforward romps. Frankly, I enjoy uh, Hat and Time more as one of those kind of give kinds of games than I do as a collectathon. But it has some good things about that there too, uh, because it's ironic that you mentioned Hat and Time as like an example back there, Ryan. Because I really do see that as a Super Mario Galaxy game, the way that it's structured. Yeah, I do too, actually. Like that, the part yeah, where you're on the Owl Express as it's breaking apart into pieces is right out of Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, even Alpine Heights, like some of the platforming sections, kind of remind me of Quilty Court I Galaxy. I love Alpine Heights. Oh man, <laughs> I love Alpine Heights. Like climbing up that windmill kind of reminds me of the windmills from Galaxy 2. <laughs> I was going to say the lava cake more than anything. Oh, yeah, the lava cake feels like oh, Melty yeah. Molten Galaxy. 
I really like Freeze Flame too. That's from one. Damn. Yeah. I really love. I don't know. I just don't have that same love for two. And it's. I've played them both recently, and it's the same way. Like I just get something out of one that I don't get out of two. It, it's, it makes it's me sad. Like I, I'm not wow happy factor. about that, but it, that's just kind of how it is. It, kind of sad about it, but you know, things. I just well, feel see, the way I mean, that like, I feel. Uh, God, what was it called? There's a galaxy in Galaxy Two. It's not called Freeze Flame. It's. It's like I can remember the shit except when we're recording. You know what I mean? Um. Shiver Burn Galaxy, and the second game. Hmm. And it's like personally, yeah. I like if that helps to contrast the the first two games. You might look at um. You might look at um. Freeze Flame and say, I don't know. Why don't you? You said that you really liked it. Why don't you run down some of the reasons? Well, okay. Um, I like how I really like that. You know that segment with the ice in it or the snow, which I guess is the freeze part of that. Where there's one star where you go on the mountain, right? Yeah. And I really like climbing the mountain. There are like multiple paths on the mountain that you can go up. Um, and they might have segmented that between stars, but um, I I like the aesthetic of it. I think it it's a neat like you know freeze flame. Obvious contrasts there it makes it look nice. Um, it's mostly that mountain portion. I'm not like super hot on the flame <laughs> part of that. Um, cause it's not oh, like... I see what you did there, King K. <laughs> Sorry. But the, the mountain part, there's something about climbing that mountain, like, especially when you're at the top and you can see the bottom, just really neat, you know? Like, it, it's hard to explain more than that, but it's just, I like that part of it where you go to the top of the mountain and you look down like, oh, I was just there. You climb this giant mountain and I think yeah. it's just contextualized really well. And I like the ice flower, so. And that's another part of the stage that's like, especially the bottom area during the purple coin mission that feels like a Super Mario 64 level. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of it that are relatively linear, but you know what I mean? That's probably why I like it. Now, like you'll say that, and then I look over at Shiverburn on the other hand, and I see a level with the very clear, like you start out in the fire area and you have to basically use the cloud shroom and the platforms to get across the lava pool then you get to a part of the stage where you're like on ice dodging meteorites then you get to another part where it's like these fiery wheels spinning and you have to time your jumps properly and there's a comet coin in there that you have to pull off a special jump to get and i'm looking at shiverburn another nice thing about shiverburn is that it doesn't have three stars well i mean like you play freeze flame and you're going through the same parts of the stage to get the main stars and then you have a comet on top of that and then you have a purple coin on top of that um and i i don't remember if it has a secret or not whereas you look over back at shiverburn and there's just the one good mission then there's a secret star towards the beginning of the level where you do a challenge with the chimp and then there's a comet where you just start where you are and then you kill a bunch of enemies with the invincibility star and that to me 
feels like much more focused and um, compact. And it's like I get in, I do some really good content, and then I move on to the next thing. And that to me is something I appreciate more because there's I know how like how you said that the the hot part of Freeze Flame was not your favorite. I'm pretty much in the same place where that's primarily what I think of when I think of Freeze Flame because it's it's a lot of boring sections where you have to grab like a fire flower, run all the way over to a torch and throw a fireball and that shit's not really that fun. I don't know. And then they always start you out in that ring planet toy so you can chase penguins over and over or grab star chips. That's, I don't know. And then I compare you that know, shiver burn. I'm like, that's my jam. It just dawned on me. <clears throat> I don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier, but it did now. Because earlier Ryan was like, oh, it's Galaxy's a hybrid. I, I think I let that mull over in my head and I'm like, you know, because Galaxy, I would consider my favorite Mario game. Main Mario game. I'm not considering like spinoffs here. Like the the RPGs are their own little thing. I'm not gonna even try to like. But the the platformers, Galaxy's probably my favorite. And you want to know why? It just dawned on me. It's because it is a hybrid. Because I don't dislike platformer Mario. I don't dislike the stuff that Galaxy Two does. I dislike it when that's the entire game. I did just dawned on me. That's that's why Galaxy Two feels so weird to me, is because I don't dis. I really like how well designed it is, but I hate that that is all it is. I really dislike that because I Galaxy showed me that it could be really well designed and also have those collectathony, not really collectathony moments, but like the level designs that like there there's some really well designed platforming sections where that's all you're doing is platforming but they can also have that alongside other things like bigger worlds with cooler objectives or like the big worlds having different pathways that lead to different stars and stuff like that like you can i feel like you can have both and for the longest time i've been like hey make mario collectathon again but really i should have been like make mario like mario galaxy again <laughs> like just do it both we don't have to choose i cuz you might say, like, do one way or the other so that you can focus on the strengths. I'm like, fuck that. I think the hybrid part portions are the most interesting. Because you get, like, maybe it doesn't do one thing better than the other, but it feels like a jack-of-all-trades. That's why I liked Galaxy a lot, because it was just this... There were cool, like... It was kind of like how you describe Galaxy 2, a lot of interesting things after another. But you get a lot of time to digest those things. And they feel more unique and memorable than they would if it was just one or the other. And that's what I feel is missing in Galaxy 2 for me. It doesn't retain that same hybrid formula, it abandons it in favor of refining the parts of Galaxy that were more like the 2D games. Yeah, and I don't know, personally I just... <laughs> personally, I'm very pleased with that. As it's like I said, like I would... <sighs> Because it's, you know, Nintendo put that little graph when Odyssey was coming out where they categorized the 3D games into, like, two categories. I would say yeah. that Sunshine is my favorite of the open-world collect-a-thon-style games. And if I'm in the mood to play that, I'll go play that. Galaxy 2 is my favorite of the other type of formula. Where if I'm in the mood for something like that, I'll go play that. And it's like, I don't know, it's... It's kind of like what I was saying with um, Luigi's Mansion when I reviewed that, where it's just like, 
Sure, it's a drag jack of all trades, but it, it's a master of none. And while I do think Galaxy 1 balances its ideas much better than Luigi's Mansion did, or it was just like a complete mishmash of ideas that never, none of them really seemed to fulfill well, I feel like Galaxy 1 is much better than that, where it, I feel like when it does do the straightforward platform kind of level design, it still does that really damn well. But I find stuff like swimming around in Beach Bowl looking for the golden shell to be boring in Galaxy 1. And I don't enjoy those parts as much. So when I play Galaxy 2 and it's just the stuff I like, I really get a kick out of that, I guess. I don't know. I think I like... I, I think I just like the... I was thinking about this too. Um, I was thinking about the reason I didn't like sunshine's parts of sunshine i think it's just because galaxy kind of had the best like where you didn't really stick around a world for too long where it got repetitive and felt that is weird true. like and it didn't like segment its platforming and its world hubby hubby i don't know <laughs> um hub worldy sections it sort of just melded them to the point that I stopped caring about that stuff. Because in Sunshine, it felt so rigidly segmented that it was a little distracting. And in Galaxy, I felt like they they actually found a good blend. And I didn't mind like selecting a star from a menu, even if I had to go to the same place. Because I feel like they did enough to differentiate it, and you didn't spend too long in one part. In Galaxy 2, you don't spend too long in one part either. It's just that... The content itself is what I'm initially with there. So I guess it's... I can play Galaxy 2 and enjoy it, it just will never stick in my mind as much as Galaxy 1 will. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, that's all I've got. Unless yeah. we really want Michael, wanna... you sound so defeated, though. Well, that it's not like a debate, you know? Like yeah, a, yeah. It's I more mean, like just a... It. I see the appeal of the game because like before it's just like I couldn't wrap my head around it but like now actually hashing it out with you guys it makes sense it's like oh this is what I'm feeling these are these strange feelings I've been feeling for a while Aww, that's nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ryan I, owes um, me a favor since he didn't finish Galaxy 2 I, I, <laughs> um <laughs> do we want to wrap it up here um, keep it PG please um <laughs> Do we want to touch on green stars real quick? No. <laughs> Alright. We won't talk about them. I I just don't like them. I just, Yeah, I don't. I, there's not much more I have to say other than they just... If they were just in, like... If they could have just put them in and didn't boot you out of the level, I think yeah. they would have been fine. But it really is the fact that they don't appear until you've beaten the entire game... And then when you collect one, it boots you out. That shit's like, what the and fuck? And then like? they make you watch the comet alert every single time. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this is but why like, I stopped they, at 120 stars. They serve stars. the cool function as... Because they, they didn't need those because they have the star coins already. And Mario games have this cool thing where like those coins are put in places where uh, players are tested more <laughs> than they usually are. And the green stars, to be fair are really well placed it's just they're fucking annoying to collect all of them you, yeah. there are like three of them in each level and they kick you out every time 
If they didn't, if they didn't kick you out and they were there from the start, I think they'd be much more appealing. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah, they yeah. don't need to be there because star coins already exist. <laughs> yeah, it's like if I it. If blue like coins shit in Odyssey at the end to compare <laughs> this to blue to coins, um, if the blue coins were not available <laughs> until you got 120 stars, then I would not like them nearly as much. So I agree with you, King K. Completely fair. <laughs> I like King K's his preview on the rant. Of the that shit that happening fucking in end portion is the reason why Odyssey <laughs> is not my favorite Mario game. Oh, no, get into no, that when no, we get Odyssey. there. No. <laughs> Let's I have to leave it. a little cliffhanger for that, though. We gotta, we gotta lead up. <laughs> is is Hadox gonna be the only one in that discussion who's gonna be singing I, I, the praises? I, I, uh, I'm gonna have to. No, I, I, I love the game. Besides it. that, though, besides that one part that like just brings it down. I'm gonna have to mentally sad. prepare for this. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Just why? Yeah. Uh, this these next discussions of Mario are gonna be like until we get to Odyssey. I'm gonna be saying a lot of bad things about. Them. <laughs> no, I mean we'll I will say. too. And you know, it's like it's like what you guys were saying. It was around this point where the series just became very self-aware, not self-aware, but just like very nostalgic. Self-aware. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like and at that point, from you know, in my humble opinion, it's when the series became the most mediocre and we're getting into some of the me we're getting into some of the most mediocre the games meat. in the Mario lineup <laughs> the <period>. meat <laughs> the spoiled meat no it's well, gonna peak I think this is gonna peak when we talk about 3D land it's just join us peak, next like time <laughs> for when we definitely piss off some gamers I don't think I don't think there are many people. I think there are people who don't even consider 3D Land a 3D Mario game. You'd be surprised. You'd definitely be surprised. I probably would. But yeah. I, I, that was the that's the Mario game I consistently forget exists. So it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> well, Michael, before we send us off, how did I do hosting this episode? It wasn't as bad as I thought. Thanks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, that's as good as I needed. All right, folks. See you next time in the Join next us episode. Next time when we talk about Sonic Heroes. Bye bye. Wait, we gotta do a cool next. outro. We gotta do a cool outro. Um. No, no, no. Ready? Michael, Michael, what are you doing in my room? Put down the gun. <laughs> The music used in this podcast is as follows. Apro Hour, Awesome Call, Bosa Antigua, Chucky the Construction Worker, Crinoline Dreams, Deuces, Dispersion Relation, Hard Boiled, In Your Arms, Intractable, Jazz Brunch, Leopard Print Elevator, Lobby Time, No Good Layabout, Novelle Noel, Samba Isobel, Shades of Spring, and Sidewalk Shades Slower. All of these tracks were composed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this license at http colon forward slash forward slash creative commons dot org forward slash licenses forward slash buy forward slash